If I remember correctly, they have an actual like espresso machine too. So they're doing like proper, not like a lot of restaurants where they have the, the push a button and then the thing comes yes. out. And a true. it's really hard, really hard to execute in a lot in restaurants to have like that quality of coffee machine mm -hmm. because you have to, it's such an additional training point and maintenance point and uh, it's not worth it for a lot of places. Totally. Places that do do it, it's so appreciated from the customer standpoint. Oh. So if you're listening and you're deciding... It's worth it. Get it. Oh, it a hundred percent is absolutely, yeah. and it's and it, and you can tell every one of their drinks that they have espresso and coffee. Uh, it's just it's delicious. Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where we can eat or drink local. I'm Jeff, and I'm Dan, and we are talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Taste BC Radio, or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca. All right, tasers, let's get into it. Hey, Dan. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> Take two. Happy anniversary. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was uh, it was yesterday, uh, three years since we got married, which was pretty wild to think about, and uh, three years since we had a backyard COVID wedding, which was awesome, mm -hmm. super fun. I was there. You were there. There were very few. There was very few of us. <laughs> it was, you know, I, I must say for. The situation mm -hmm. and for uh, how little you could do in terms of having people there, yeah. you did a very good job of the wedding. It was the setting just in your parents' backyard. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so many details, so well thought out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was so happy to be able to be a part of it. And I was a little worried when you decided to proceed with the wedding in 2020 with all the restrictions happening that um, there would be disappointment or, mm -hmm. or or frustrations with the fact that it was restricted yeah uh, but uh I, I i now couldn't imagine the wedding any other way and i think it was just absolutely amazing oh it's so. i'm i'm right on board with you we walked away from the, our wedding being like we should have planned it like this from the get-go <laughs> and yeah. uh it was cool because we got to um, live stream it for family across the country because obviously they couldn't come and be be a part of the wedding um, but right. yeah, I'm totally with you. It uh, and credit to my wife because she did a lot of the organizing and a lot of the uh, shifting of plans and stuff. So she did an incredible yeah. job. Um, and uh, and obviously, thank you to my parents who for, for letting us have the wedding. And I I know they were super stoked to, for that, and they were really excited. Yeah. And it gave them like something to do in the back. And they barely charged you any any fees for the location. It was yeah. super cheap. Yeah, only like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> only like ten thousand dollars yeah exactly yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah no they're very gracious hosts <laughs> five yeah, no, stars it was fantastic it was such a great day yeah. uh, did you manage to get up to anything special uh yesterday yeah was we went to uh what's soon becoming like a really favorite spot for us uh charlotte and the quail which i've talked about on the show oh, nice. before and uh, yeah. they are an amazing place super super fun and uh uh, incredible food. Um, we are talking about breakfast, but I will be talking about them at a later date because I have another place that I want to talk about. Uh, and we ended up, the cool thing about them is if you get food there, you get 50% off of the, um, uh, uh, of the gardens that are located on on site and they uh, that's right i remember you saying that yeah and there it is absolutely it was a lot bigger than uh, we thought so it was like 
probably about two kilometers of like trails to walk around and like see different wow. kinds of uh, of plants. And they they did a really good job of organizing specific plants in specific gardens and then talking about them and having signage and telling them like telling you what the plants were and some of them had uh, traditional um, medicinal purposes and they, so they would explain which one's which and like what it does for you and um and stuff like that so it was it's really cool there's a bonsai garden there was a, a japanese zen garden and oh they did an incredible job there um that's awesome yeah it remind me the name of the gardens that's attached there uh it's um uh gardens uh, it's called gardens at hcp and hcp stars that's right stands for horticultural i'm just gonna look it up <laughs> i forgot now Ah, it stands for Horticultural Horticulture Center of the Pacific. Oh, you're not here. <laughs> Oops. Uh, it stands for Horticultural Center of the Pacific. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, and it's located kind of just by Camosun College, uh, just down the road from us. Really, it's, a, it's right, an right, amazing yeah. place. Very, very worthwhile going. And it's we spent ended up spending like a, the entire afternoon there. Um, yeah, well, with that that big of a space as you're describing it, I can imagine. Yeah, and uh, then then we went home. We grabbed our dog and we went for a nice little uh, walk around our um, our like abandoned golf course that's kind of turned into a disc golf course, but it's a really nice open space for yeah. people to run around in. Uh, we I think we took you and uh, your dog there when you were over here, and it's yeah. I, well, I uh, you and I didn't go, or I didn't go. You and I, oh, you and I were recording an episode. Oh yeah, and yeah. our I think wives that, took the dog. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I guess yeah, you wouldn't uh, know what that looks like. But anyway, but I did, I did run by it, and it was like this, like really uh, almost eerie, like overgrown. Yeah. But then you just see the little disc golf. Uh, what I don't, I don't know what they're called, like goals or Nets? not goals, whatever they are. I don't know. Um, the tar- the targets anyway. Yeah. Uh, they were they're just kind of like above the overgrown grass yeah. and it's just it's, it's it's so cool it is a really, <laughs> really cool spot it, yeah. yeah and then just like a tiny little sign maybe like f- six inches by six inches yeah. and it says beware flying discs <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh okay thanks for the warning <laughs> <laughs> now you're just constantly looking up looking for these wild discs yeah. flying around yeah um yeah it's a super cool spot and it's also attached to elk lake and beaver lake so you can walk along there oh, right. and walk uh, around the lake as well around the lake is like 10k so that's obviously a yeah, massive yeah. walk but um it's it's all kind of easily connected lots of really nicely manicured trails and stuff like that so it's an awesome spot and it's within walking distance of our house so amazing yeah and you got a babysitter or did you uh oh no we brought the the little little guy guy with us oh yeah absolutely amazing yeah we had our first experience or actually second experience of changing him in public so we found a really quiet like area and he got changed and he got fed and then we by the time and uh took us like half an hour 45 minutes for the whole thing and we just kind of took turns and one of us would go look at the bonsai garden and then the other one would either change or feed them and then we'd switch off and it was great. It was awesome. Amazing. Yeah. So serene and peaceful, just like... Oh. Yeah, and then all you hear is this crying baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was great. And then uh, oh, that's great. after our walk, we came home and we ordered sushi from this place out, uh, just up the road from us, which was amazing. Really, really good. And... And just kind of hung out at home after that. It was kind of a long. It was a long day, so we were both pretty tired, and we knew we were going to be up early this morning. So, 
great. Yeah, man. We should do sushi one time. We should. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, there's no shortage of su- good sushi places here. It's amazing. Well, th- I think that's kind of like the paralysis by indecision with that. It's oh, like it totally there's is. these amazing sushi places and it's like, oh, well, uh, can't decide. <laughs> well, do I go to this place that has like 4.9 stars or this other, po- but only like a few. And then like this one that has 4.8 stars or this one that has 4.8 stars. more options. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally decision by paralysis. Oh, yeah. wait. That's not how that goes. Never mind. Indecision. Indecision. Thank you. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. I forgot an in. Um, <laughs> now, uh, I just also wanted to follow up on our last episode where we talked about Mariner Brewing. Mm-hmm. And uh, funny enough, we recorded the episode. And then a couple days later, when the episode came out, uh, you sent me first thing in the morning, you sent me an article that had come out the day prior. So just to put this in timeline, we recorded on, I think, the 11th or 12th, yeah. maybe 10th. Anyway, um, and the episode came out on the 16th, and sure enough, on the 15th, there was an article released about how the brewery was changing ownership, and they were doing some small renovations and changing some of the the mm-hmm. uh, style of what they do. So, um, a couple of cool things. Uh, Mariner actually reached out, said, thanks for talking about us. Um, we'd love to give you an, an update. We might bring them on for a brief interview at some point, if we can organize that, but I mm. uh, just wanted to, to touch on that in a timely manner and so uh just they said uh first of all they've um they've got new owners uh which i I didn't get the name of uh they are freshening up the tap room with major renovations over the winter so Mm -hmm. in the summer they're just kind of doing minor things they've replaced all of their uh boards where they uh, hand put those uh you know changeable letters where they would write all the beers and they've changed that onto screens Mm -hmm. which is so it's a bit more of a slick look um uh, and then they're kicking. They kicked off uh, last week, two weeks ago. That was the first of this. They every Wednesday night they are starting a test kitchen night, Ooh. and so the first twenty there's twenty five of a dish that is a test item. Uh, it'll never be printed on a menu. It's just you can go in and you can get the test item if you're feeling adventurous, and then they get your feedback and whatever. And there's only twenty five produced. So once they're out, they're out, and it may or may never not ever come back. Uh, wow. and they're just testing out to get some feedback on it, which is super cool. That's a really neat idea. Um, yeah. And then they are also increasing the scope of their tap room. So they're, they're upgrading to a full craft tap room experience, uh, meaning that they're adding, uh, nice life cocktails, Wow. which is from a brand formerly called provincial, but then they had to change mm-hmm. their name. Uh, they're located in Poco. Uh, and they produce bottled cocktails with really fresh ingredients and, uh, distill like their distillery. So, uh, relatively close by for them, uh, really great place. I was actually going to talk about them in a previous episode and ended up having to make a last minute change. Um, and maybe I will in the future, Mm -hmm. but they've got some really fun cocktails as well. And they do a lot of like cocktails on tap at their actual place in Poco in like Fremont area. Yeah. And... Additionally, additionally to that, there are non-alcoholic options, including non-alcoholic beer, cider, kombucha, and they're going to be rolling out a line of craft sodas. So kind of following the Phillips beer uh, model. Uh, And then they're going to have a full taster flight of the of the soda. So you can do like a flight of the sodas. No way. Um, They have a new brewer as well, which I don't think is part of the new changes i think it happened a little bit ago and i just didn't catch that in the research that i did uh mm-hmm. his name is liam colson uh oh yeah so he's been on board for two years and um 
he's continuing the the journey with the exploratory batches. So a lot of the exploratory batches that I've tasted in the past have actually been his baby. So uh, apologies to Liam for not catching that he was the brewer now, but... Yeah, really excited to see what happens, especially over the winter with the the upgrades. It sounds like they're really trying to keep the essence of Mariner alive. Um, You know, the first five and a half years with the original owners Mm -hmm. went really well and obviously well enough that uh, somebody wanted to buy them and upgrade it. And, uh, you know, I wish... I wish them the best in any future endeavors and uh, hopefully they uh, are proud of what they've accomplished and, and Mm -hmm. uh, the new, the new Mariner I think is going to be fantastic. You know, sometimes we have breweries getting bought like um, uh, where uh, the bakery in, in the Port Moody, Moody, the brewery row bakery got bought and they completely changed everything. They, they changed the beers, they changed the branding, they changed, kind of the the ambiance mm-hmm. um and that's one way to do it it's like hey we're going to start anew this is ours yeah and this is this is you know what we're going to do with this license and everything um and then there's the way where you come in and you just try to really take what what is already working well and really pump it up to uh the nth degree and yeah um i'm not saying one is better than the other but i'm really excited to see what Marin is doing especially because of how um how much I already love them. I'm hoping that, you know, that's going to, that's just going to continue to expand. So for sure. I, li- I like that way of doing things. And again, I, I second that. I don't think there's a right or a wrong, wrong way to do it, but um, it's always really cool to see a vision that's been building over five years or however long, and then somebody coming in and maintaining the kind of vibe or the essence, as you said, of the place, but then right. like, adding like just a little bit more to it so it'll be really i'm really excited to see what they end up doing i'm already excited by all the things that they're thinking of adding and you'll have to keep me informed of how the renos are going and and anything that i mean comes up if if nothing else continuing the brand just allows you to really put a a big capital investment in because if you're coming in with this money already then the the fresh eyes and kind of just Mm -hmm. taking it to that next level is, is really great. So yeah, I'm super excited. I'm gonna have to go check it out and um, I'll report, I'll report back. I'm kind of surprised you're not in line already for the test kitchen. (laughs) Uh, As soon as I'm done school, I, (laughs) I wanted to go last week and I couldn't because of school and I can't go this week because of school, but next week is my last week for the semester. And then I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing a tent. I'm going to be first in yeah. line. <laughs> I am going to order 25 of them. <laughs> so only I get to try it. Yeah. My mouth yeah. for my mouth only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, All right. Now, um, we are talking about brunch. Well, breakfast. Breakfast brunch today. Breakfast and brunch. And we have actually done this twice. Uh, we were saying earlier before we started recording, we thought we've only done it once, but actually, as soon as you said Charlotte and the Quail, I remembered, oh, we have done this twice. Uh, oh, I did talk we about did it. One very, <laughs> yeah, we did one very early on, and then we did uh, we did one a, a few months ago, yeah. like six months ago or so, and so we're well due for the next round of breakfast brunch. The and, most important, oh yeah, yeah, we did. I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't do the but, same one that uh, that I. I'm glad I did not talking about Charlotte and the Quail then because I already did. <laughs> now, your memory is something else, Dan. It is. It's um, fantastic. <laughs> that being said, uh, the place that I want to talk about is called the Shortcut, and it's in Gibson's BC. Now they are very hard to find information about because it's such a small operation. There is exactly one employee. 
and is the owner of the company. Uh, his name is Ryan. He's about to celebrate his third year with this company in about a month or so, uh, right at the beginning of September. And the like I said, it's called The Shortcut, and he really focuses on local ingredients, really high quality. He started as just a trailer outside of a farm wow, <laughs> on the side of the road. Uh, and then after about a, a year, he upgraded to a trailer with a bit of an outdoor space sanctioned off for him to be able to cook on his flat top and, and uh, upgrade his operations a little bit. Awesome. And I went right around his two-year anniversary last year, last time we went to Gibson's. And then this year we went back and he's upgraded again and now he's got a full picnic area. Um, and keep in mind, this is just off the side of the road outside of, uh, the Gibson's farm. Yeah. And the Gibson's farm is like the actual name of this particular farm, which amazingly they managed to grab that name. Uh, but they have a lot of, uh, really high quality ingredients. They're, they're folk, they do some weddings, um, and they have a little farm stand outside of their gate where they say, here's our produce. You can leave money in the box or you can e-transfer us. And just total honor system in this like total small wow. town. And I absolutely love it. Um, really high quality. They've got some pretty unique ingredients as well. I saw green onions larger than I've ever seen green onions before. Um, they have, uh, they take garlic scapes and they pickle them and they sell them fresh and they have a lettuce cooler and they have, um, you know, whatever's in season just up there being able to, uh, for purchase. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point. That's just kind of That's the cool. setting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so Ryan has created this empire, honestly, of, of his little breakfast stand. And currently, his, his hours have changed a little bit over the years, but currently he's open from uh, Saturday to Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, from 8.30 to 2, every well, each of those five days. And uh, the only exception to that is if he's sick, because he's the only employee, mm-hmm. or if he has a catering, because he's the only employee. He, he brings in a very kind of barbecue vibe to a breakfast experience. And so he's basically got like a smoker and a flat top and there's no deep fryer. So you're not getting like hash browns out of the deep fryer that are like um, what you'd expect mm-hmm. from, you know, a diner or like a Denny's or yeah. like a restaurant or whatever. They're like cooked on the flat top. Uh, so they get those like crispy exterior. You have like some bits that are a little bit burnt, but it just adds flavor and and some bits that are like... Um, they don't have that kind of caramelization on it. Super cool. He's got, um, a, a really inclusive menu, uh, adding, uh, adding variations to a bunch of his different dishes, adding vegan options to almost everything that he has or vegetarian versions to almost everything that he has. Um, so kind of just starting at the beginning, the, the main things to talk about, well, he calls himself all day breakfast, but that's because, uh, basically he's open from eight thirty to two and, uh, who wants anything other than breakfast in that time frame? Mm, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he has a classic breakfast sandwich, which comes with two fried eggs, uh, and you can get bacon, sausage or mushrooms or a veggie sausage and you can get it with a vegan egg if you want or you can upgrade the sandwich to include fried onions and green balsamic wild mushroom dressing (laughs) um there is a breakfast wrap now okay and here's where things start to get a little fun so uh he's got a breakfast wrap which comes with hash browns uh fried eggs cheddar 
uh, choice of bacon sausage, mushrooms, or veggie sausage. Or you can upgrade to a prairie dog, which it replaces the hash browns with two Mama Moosey's pierogies. <laughs> um, and you can choose either either meat or vegan for those. Mama Moosey's, as a reminder, is the pierogi place from Gibson's that we talked about uh, on a previous episode a couple yeah. episodes ago. And then um he'll do specials as well so uh for example um for the last little bit he's been running the father's day special mm-hmm. which is the father patrick scramble peppers cheese onions it's kind of like a philly cheesesteak scramble almost mm-hmm. he makes a garlic pork loin sandwich which he does with a sous vide pork loin do you know much about sous vide no so basically you like vacuum seal something it's sometimes with marinade or seasoning or whatever and then you put that in a bath like a water bath and then you keep that water temperature at a very consistent temperature Mm. and so it slow cooks something up to a specific temperature so you can't overcook it wow and so for like a pork line it'll just slowly tenderize it without drying it out the other thing is that because it's vacuum sealed all the moisture from the fat and everything will stay in there Mm. and so it can't like you really can't dry it out it works really well for some things and not for others pork loin is a great example of what does work well Mm. Um, and then he makes a, a sandwich with that from uh, soy black garlic sauce and microgreens and arugula and uh, Swiss cheese and carrots and red onions. So like super uh, kind of fresh and exciting. And like you go to you go to like a cart on the side of the road, you know, like, oh, I'm going to get a sous vide pork loin. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has a breakfast poutine, which, again, the fries are not deep fried so keep that in mind he uh, reheats the fries on the flat top and then he adds instead of gravy a hollandaise sauce but he still has cheese curds and um i mean it's it's hash browns not fries but they're kind of like halfway between hash browns and fries um all hand cut obviously so just kind of whatever size he loves for that um he actually he does even a benny which is uh of course poached eggs, uh, English muffin hollandaise, and then you can choose the uh, bacon sausage or mushroom or veggie sausage. He also even does uh, vegan hollandaise. Um, and kind of kind of one of like the pièce de résistance that everyone raves about is pancake fries. You can't get pancakes there, but he'll make pancakes, slice them up into wedges or, or like batons, and then he gives you a, a maple syrup and whipped cream dip to dip them in <laughs> and so it's like french toast fries but like pancakes what? super cool um he does a few plates of pierogies which are done with mama moosey's pierogies of course mm-hmm. um and then he also does serve a couple lunch items starting at 11 o'clock so unlike most places where breakfast ends at 11 and then you have the regular menu mm-hmm. all day he does breakfast all day and then he can add a couple mush uh, a couple uh, menu items at lunch and uh one is the shortcut burger which is a house-made beef patty which keep in mind he's one person so he does everything on his own red onions greens mustard burger sauces um he makes himself and a brioche bun and you can get regular cheddar or mushroom swiss mm-hmm. and then he also has a smoked mushroom burger which is a house smoked mushroom with fried onions greens swiss cheese chipotle mayo on a brioche bun he has lots of alternatives. So, like I said, the veggie sausage. He has gluten-free options, uh, gluten-free bun. He has um, gluten-free veggie sausage. He has uh, vegan cheese. He has vegan chipotle mayo. He has um, vegan mayonnaise. He has um, vegan fried egg, 
uh, made from just egg, which is made from uh, mung bean. And like, I can't say enough good things about this. When I got it, everything we had was just like, oh my God, this is so good. Oh my God, this is so good. It sounds incredible. Again, it's not just a food cart on the side of the road, but like it started as a food cart on the side of the road. It's been in like a lot of news articles for you must eat here. We're not going to tell you any information about it, except for you have to go there and get pancake fries or you have to go there and get this <laughs> dish or whatever. I looked up his ratings on Google. He has 4.9 stars. Wow. On Facebook, he has five out of five. On Yelp, he has five stars. Um, I think there's one four-star review out of all the reviews on Google, which, rude. Yeah, um, no kidding. <laughs> we decided last minute to do this uh, episode uh, for breakfast. Um, we were going to do something else, and we had to change it last minute. And so I reached out to him, and I said, hey, listen, I can't find anything about you. Uh, <laughs> and I just wanted to say hi, and we're doing this. And um, can I at the very least get your name? Because I couldn't even find that. Uh, and then I, f- I actually found it on Facebook, but they did reply and his, uh, uh, self-proclaimed girlfriend, partner, and helper outer, uh, <laughs> named Heather reached out to me and replied and said, uh, uh, yeah, Chef Ryan is getting ready to open. I, I mentioned, Hey, I'm, I know you're about to open for service, so I don't expect a, resp- a reply, but, um, you know, if you're able to at least just tell me your name, so I have something to go to call you. Um, so Thanks to them for getting back to me so quickly on that. And uh, I I wish I knew more about it, but I'm, I highly, highly recommend checking them out. Uh, Make sure you check their Facebook or Instagram to see if they're closed because he does close periodically because he's sick or because he has a a gig that he's doing. Um, He even took a vacation last month, if you can believe it. Wow. Uh, Well-deserved. It sounds like vacation, but yeah, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. He, they are located at seven one three Henry Road in Gibson's, and so is so technically the actual stand is on Russell Road, but Henry is the uh, cross street and the farm's address is at, on Henry. The main Sunshine Coast Highway turns right onto Henry, or you can turn off onto Henry, and then it's just the first left. He usually has a sign out. Um, there's plenty of parking, and he's got picnic tables set up. He's got. Uh, a really great attitude. Very excited. I saw last year he had a sign up saying we're celebrating our second anniversary and I was one weekend away from it. And I just said, congratulations. And he just beamed and said, thank you. Like, I'm so excited. Wow. Um, when when we went this time, unfortunately, we missed the cutoff. We actually got there at three. I didn't realize he closed at two, but he was still there. He was just eating a sandwich and, you know, just that kind of passion. Like, wow behind uh your business and you know doing something all on your own is really hard but uh you know he's doing a really great job of it it sounds like it oh my gosh i can't believe we missed that when we were in uh, sunshine coast i'm so mad i'm just gonna have to go back (laughs) just for brunch what what a shame yeah (laughs) (laughs) gotta get me some pancake fries (laughs) that's awesome yeah we had those last year too like we ordered like we ordered a breakfast sandwich breakfast wrap breakfast poutine and the pancake fries and we ate all of it and did not feel bad about it (laughs) (laughs) sporting local man you can't feel bad about it cannot feel bad all right what you've been tasting dan well as we enter a more stable portion of our 
little uh, Munchkins adventure. We've been uh, going out more and going, getting back to the things that we love doing. One of them being going to breweries. So, yes, I went to a local brewery, or we did a couple of days ago, and tried an absolutely epic beer. Epic beer. Um, we went. We ended up going to Whistleboy Brewing, which is in downtown Victoria. Uh, really, I think yeah, one of the we, po- we posted it on Instagram. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, we they have a lovely patio within. They're in, within um, a place called Market Square, which is kind of this um, outdoor mall kind of thing. It's got multiple levels, and it's got a bunch of. It's it's in a square shape, and then it's got yeah. stores like kind of around the perimeter. Um, there's uh, the Drake Eatery, which we've touched. I've touched on in the past uh, on the show, and uh, they've opened up right at the bottom. Um, uh, so they can have like a big patio, um, uh, sprawled out in the, uh, in the kind of square in the middle of the square, which is great. Uh, awesome. And they have been pumping out amazing beers. And, uh, this one, I, I honestly, the flight that I had, I had a really tough time figuring out which one I wanted to talk about. And so I ended up going with their triple mango sour, which is this beautiful sour beer. Um, absolutely well, bursting with mango and it's got no you do love mango i do love mango i've talked i've talked about that before i'm going through a mango phase i swear and um and it's 5.1 percent abv at nine ibu so super easy to drink um it has a very nicely balanced flavor profile where it's not like you're drinking just juice that's carbonated with like a little bit of hops and stuff or like a little bit of sourness right. it tastes like a sour beer and it also is just this absolutely stunning flavor of mango and stone fruit. And I've, I don't know if you've experienced this, but sometimes like mango specific beers have, a, they almost taste off from time to time. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's this, the mangoes that they used or if it's just like flavoring that's just not quite the right style of beer for mango it's not, not like not off like like it's gone bad but no. off like it doesn't quite taste like mango yeah, exactly yeah sorry yeah, yeah yeah thank you for clarifying it's like it more like like mango syrupy instead totally. of mango mango this was yeah. the complete opposite and it was one of the first times that i've tasted a beer where i was like that is mango 100 percent, and but it doesn't taste art- artificial in the least it was absolutely Amazing. stunning and a beautiful creation that i would drink all the time <laughs> it is fantastic and just the setting in market square with some nice music playing and the sun shining and yeah it looked gorgeous oh it's perfect yeah. Anyway, this yeah. beer is a absolute must try, and I hope it sticks yeah. around for a long time. Although I think it's one of their limited ones, so gotta get it. Yeah, now. that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, we. It's funny because on on Sunday was when you sent that to me, and we were both um, out brewery tasting at the time. Re- and whoa, whoa, whoa! We were researching. Experience. This was this was research. A, yeah, yeah. It was a business trip. <laughs> exactly. And if we had any way to do that it would be a business expense right exactly yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah that sounds amazing yeah i'm uh i hope i can try it because yeah they they looked fantastic yeah i'll get a I'll pour a glass and then i'll put a little cap on it and i'll mail it to you see if it makes it to you perfect i'm sure that'll work just fine <laughs> yeah 100 <Okay. laughs> percent. i'm gonna have to come back i'm gonna have to go when i come see you i'm gonna yeah. have to bring you just an absolute crap ton of 
stuff like stuff to try yeah just go to like all the breweries and just get singles of everything and then oh you'll have to do the same 100 percent. oh we'll, we'll yeah. mix them all into a vat and see what happens yeah i'm sure that would be delicious yes Dan. it would be <laughs> <laughs> it's the swamp water of beer <laughs> yeah <laughs> goodness well i also have a limited beer that i want to talk about nice um and this is from our friends down at Steel and Oak, which I say our friends, and I mean because I take part in their run club there whenever mm-hmm. I can, although it's been really tough this summer. Um, and I I was able to go to the last run club, and they had this new, you guessed it, Hazy IPA. <laughs> and, <laughs> I and I didn't even look at it. I'm like, new Hazy IPA? Gonna try it? Gonna love it. Yeah. And I was not disappointed. After I took a sip, I was like, oh my god, this is absolutely incredible. And I looked at the can, and I looked at what it was, and would you believe it? It was a hazy IPA with passion fruit, guava, and prickly pear. <laughs> That's so you. <laughs> so Whoa. the beer is called Arizona. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned, it's a hazy IPA. Um, they don't have anything about the IBUs on it, but they it was so smooth. And I actually looked at it and I was like, oh gosh, this has got to be probably like a 4.5, like quite a light beer. It, it was um, so, I don't want to say delicate, but it was delicate. It was really gentle flavor. Um, there there was the the bitter, like the, the gentle bitterness finish mm-hmm. at the end, but the really kind of nice, um, almost indescribable, kind of almost like double bubble flavor. <laughs> no way. To start wow. and then and then kind of finished with the um, with the the little gentle bitterness to, so that it cut the sweetness off and it didn't linger, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course the haziness kind of gave it that really nice mouthfeel. Um, but I looked at the can, I'm like, oh, this has got to be like a four four point five percent. It's a six point two. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is really okay. Remember, remember uh, a week or two ago, I talked about. Or an episode or two ago, I talked about how it's been a while since I've had beers. And so I was kind of like, oh, and this is what beer tastes like. And I was kind of just yeah, like, yeah. so I've been, I've been actually having a fair amount of beers lately. And this one, I, I continue to think back on and go, oh my goodness, I need to get another one of those. <laughs> like, I, it, it was, yeah, it was very, very good. Super easy drinking, almost dangerously so. Yeah, it um, sounds like it. I was, I was supposed to split 50-50 with my wife and then we would trade with the other new beer. And uh, I did not do that because I just kept drinking it. So <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> um, I said, "Oh, we can just get another one." And and, uh, and she's like, "No, no." It's like, "Well, we can get a four pack to bring home." And she's like, "Ah, uh, well, no, no." And I was like, "Okay, well, we're gonna have to come back for more." So um, they do use mosaic hops, which is a gentler mm-hmm. and really floral hop, which is really nice. Um, and and yeah, I. Pfft, 10 out of 10 would recommend. I hope this makes it on or or a similar recipe makes it on to their their um, full menu or at the very least it's got to come back because boy was it refreshing and just perfect on a super hot day. Send it to the Herald Street. All right, Dan. Um, I would absolutely love to hear what, what where I need to go for breakfast next. Oh, yes. Well, actually, it's funny you say that because you've actually been to this spot. The village. How did you know? Oh. <laughs> My goodness. Because you love that place. I love this place. It is amazing. Yeah. And it is continues to impress. And, like, uh, we've been going to it for years. And we keep yeah. going to, like, the and different ones. Because there's now the one in Estevan. There's one in Gordon Head. There's one in Royal Oak. And there's one in... 
Oh, that's it. And then they own uh, Ghost yeah, Ramen as well. Yeah. So they've opened up like a ramen spot, which is interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think I've been to two of the locations. You've been to the Estevan one, which is like Oak Bay by the by the beach there. And then the Royal Oak one, which is like walking distance from us, which is amazing. And uh, so I had a lot of a lot of fun researching this, uh, doing a little bit of background on which I hadn't done in the past. And uh, so I got to know a little bit about the history of of village. And so the Estevan one, which is located in Oak Bay, was the OG of the village. And uh, it was bought in 2012. And it had been like this, uh, a restaurant that was doing, I think it was well-liked, but it was, they, they describe it as doing well, but not thriving. And this uh, person named Jason Chan uh, came in and had the implemented his vision of what like a, a a breakfast brunch place would be. I think he was from the area and was always kind of annoyed that he had had to leave that specific area to go like downtown for brunch or breakfast or something like that. So he wanted to create an, a restaurant uh, where uh, people in the area could come in and enjoy like a really really good breakfast spot. A lot of the stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, so him and his partner Brian, who had then franchised the one in uh, in Gordon Head, which is really cool because Brian was originally from Gordon Head as well. Um, oh, funny! And always wanted to open a restaurant and was given the opportunity to do so. Um, they had this vision of a breakfast spot that really um, ties in with the community around them and focuses on locally sourced. Uh, ingredients so all of their ingredients are from the island except for their um, uh, Montreal smoked meat which they get from Quebec which makes sense Um, right and um, they also have they they wanted to also treat their employees really well as well they were tired of like the restaurant industry where they're not as not as well um no, there's not a very healthy relationship between like restaurant owners and and their and their uh, employees. So there's lots of like benefits yeah. to working with it. They have lots of opportunity for uh, uh, employee improvement, and they also specifically close at 3 p.m. every day so that their employees can have a life outside of work, which I think is really nice as well. Good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really good. Um, they. I have a lot I won't say about that topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But it's and and in uh, the every time we go to the village, like uh, the servers are super friendly and very obviously seem to enjoy working there um, as much as one can enjoy being at work, I guess. And uh, very very friendly, very uh, really wanting to focus on a really good experience um, and uh, for for their patrons and stuff. So. Um, we always really appreciated that, and um, last time we went, they were all the servers were ogling over our son, which was re- always really sweet. So that was really <laughs> fun. And, Little heart stopper, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so and uh, so the first village opened in 2012. They've been able to franchise a, a couple of spots in Royal Oak and in uh, Gordon Head, which are different um, areas within Victoria. Each of them will have their uh, their feature menu, which they do a monthly version. This this month they've got a uh, the Garden Benny, 
uh, which is classic, like two poached eggs. They have a basil, arugula, pesto, braised kale, tomatoes, caramelized onions, hollandaise. And what they really do that I love is all of their bennies. You, you can have them on a bagel from a local bakery or, hmm. uh, but one of the things that they love to do is put them on top of, uh, uh, latkes, which are kind of ba- like kind of fried potato, almost like hash browns. They're, they're Ukrainian yeah. or Polish, I think. Hmm. I think it's Eastern Ukrainian. European, yeah. Yeah, Eastern European, yeah, exactly. And uh, it just adds a little bit of uh, uh, a variety to, like, the classic yeah. Benny. And it, they are yeah, so they're, good. Yeah, they're, they're shredded potatoes yes. that are formed into a patty with all the uh, liquid cooked out. So they kind of create, like, a, a patty, like a, a potato patty almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if you're not familiar with Aleka, just look it up and you'll be instantly reminded of Denny's uh, hash browns. But they're there's more structure to them yeah. in there. They have more like, yeah. The, the other thing that's nice about having the Benny on the latkes is I feel like there's a little bit of, there's that textural difference between the crispy uh, potato portion mm-hmm. with the crispy on the outside, soft on the inside, uh, and then the Benny versus on bread, which sometimes can be a little bit chewy, mm-hmm. no matter how well you do it. Sometimes that discrepancy between the softness of the egg and the toppings versus the bread can all, can actually ruin a benny experience if the bread is just not perfectly toasted or yeah. just not soft enough or has too hard of a crumb so yeah it's, a, it's an interesting concept that they do too yeah it's and they do it very very well and it's a, like it's you're not uh, gambling on whether that the bread is well done with the benny or not every time you have it it's just delicious nice bit of crunch yeah. to it and uh and potato like flavor um they also have a blueberry lemon waffle which uh they have the royal oak waffle uh, with uh, blueberry compote, lemon curd, whipped cream, and with fruit and maple syrup. Uh, so good. One of the, the, the things that they do really well as well is not just the food. They do really interesting coffee and uh, um, like lattes and, and teas and stuff. So they have local uh, Silk Road tea. They also do kind of custom lattes. So this month they'll have a cinnamon brown sugar latte, which we had, and it was absolutely to die for yeah. it was so good and uh they have all your milk alternatives as well they have almond milk oat milk or cow's milk the other one that they have is a toasted coconut iced latte uh, which has Ooh. espresso monin coconut syrup and uh, with your choice of milk whipped cream and toasted coconut flakes on top and their their drip yeah. coffee is really good and it's local uh they also offer a sour cherry lemonade this is their f- part of their features Ooh. menu for july uh so they have silk road sour cherry tea topped with our house made lemonade and uh haven't tried it but uh when we were sitting out we were sitting outside and it was a little bit overcasty so i was definitely wanting something warm but it was def it caught my attention that i really wanted to try it at some point yeah they also do a boozy brunch which is always appreciated one of the things that stood out for me was their salted caramel shaft which is a class the shaft is a classic victoria drink this one that they've uh, created is Bailey's Kahlua Vodka Outred Espresso uh, Milk Himalayan Pink si- pink Salt and Caramel Sauce, which would be absolutely Amazing. delicious. Um, um, and then just to remind people what a shaft is, it's a cold brew coffee, vodka, Irish cream liquor, and uh, coffee liquor. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. They're so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like um, kind of like an espresso martini. It is. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way yeah. to put it. Yeah. They also carry uh, Straight and Narrow, which is a locally sourced um, a cocktail, uh, gin based co- gin or vodka based cocktail company yeah. here in Victoria out of Sydney, and which yeah. is. Yeah, we've talked about them. Exactly. And you've had them. They're, they're so good. So good. So good. 
The ambiance is uh, lovely. They have a patio that's dog and baby friendly. Um, sorry, that's dog friendly. Everywhere is baby friendly. Well, not everywhere. <laughs> not, not the beer festival. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I could. I kind of understand on that one. Anything with a liquor primary license, you can't bring a baby in, which seems ridiculous. Because I could, we can bring yeah. them to breweries, which is interesting. But anyway. Yeah. That's that's for another time. <laughs> yeah, staff are very friendly. It's a very uh, uh, simple concept. Everything is very nicely laid out. You always have lots of room. They are they get people in and out nice and quickly, but you never never ever feel rushed because the people are just so friendly and and inviting and um and uh they're they're each of them are kind of their own obviously they're franchise so they're their own place but they have a very similar style to each of them and so it's uh you can go to each of them when uh, each of them and kind of you can see the similarities between the spots which is kind of nice right um they also in terms of covid times they opened up uh village x which is a meal delivery service, which is really cool. It started in 2020, so you could order food to be delivered to your house, and it was very popular. If you look to go and try to order, a lot of their stuff is already sold out, so it's uh, wow. obviously very popular. So are they, sorry, are they made meals, or are they like meal prep? They are meal kits, yeah, but it's uh, with their Super own cool. like uh, locally sourced uh, stuff, so they have barbacoa beef tacos that you can order you, there's tofu lettuce wraps they have cocktail kits as well that you can order yeah. all of these are sold out so it's obviously a very yeah. popular service uh miso salad pho tacos really so really cool. cool so cool and so I'll, you can also order booze and everything and which is also very awesome they have also just started uh, catering, which I didn't actually know until I uh, did my research on this place, on, on Village. And so they've started their pri- uh, private catering business, which is quite neat. That's awesome. Um, so they're obviously seeing that people are liking the food that they make, so they're ca- continuously expanding and making themselves more and more yeah. reachable, which is always really cool. And it's really nice to kind of to kind of see like a, a breakfast spot that opened one store in like 2012 and is now expanded to multiple stores and then an online thing and then a catering uh, business yeah. and obviously very doing very well and being recognized by the community here in Victoria because they have won yeah. best breakfast and brunch spot from from 2020 onward. <laughs> Awesome. So they're or 2019, yeah. I think, uh, onward, and so they obviously wow. they're they're doing something right because as per the uh, Food Networks, you got to eat here in March of 2016. Victoria was the brunch capital of Canada. Who knew? Wow, I would not have guessed that. I know, I know, but hey, it's on the internet, so it must be true. I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I there's a multiple locations, so I'll give you the location. If you find yourself in Victoria at any point, you can visit uh, the Oak Bay uh, location, which is by the sea in Oak Bay. The address for that one is 2518 Estevan Avenue, Victoria. Or you can go to the Royal Oak one and come say hi to me, located at uh, 4517 West Saanich Road in Victoria. And the Gordon Head, if you find yourself close to Mount Doug, or Peacoles, as they're, as it's now known, the Torquay, they call it the Torquay spot, uh, is located at 4087 Shelburne Street. Definitely take a look if you're looking for some breakfast brunch. And they also do have some lunch items, but I really wanted to focus on the breakfast because it's amazing. Yeah, of 
Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Excellent. Well, that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Taste PC Radio is recorded, edited, and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Kavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes and our Taste PC map. Make sure to follow us at Taste PC Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. Links are in the show notes. Tune in next time to find out what we will be tasting next. And never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really does help us grow, and we really do appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local and keep it tasty. Nice. One, two, three. Nice. Nailed it. All right, we are starting. Okay. Hey, Dan. Hey. Should we do our intro? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, so good.